How's it going, everyone? Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in to season two of the Tin Talk Pod. I did not think we were going to be back, but here we are against all odds. I'm here today with my special guest, a good friend of mine, my special guest, my special friend, (laughs) uh, training partner, teammate, um, father of two, uh, Joey Barriatua. How are we doing? I am upset today. Overwhelmed? I'm overwhelmed by a new puppy and it is driving me nuts. She is spawn of the devil. Actually, she sucks. Just poop in and pee in all. No, no. We actually potty trade her really well. I love her with all my heart. She's just like, cannot be away from Roxy or me. Just staying up at night and screams. Um, If we are not within eyesight of her, she starts screaming. Oh, jeez. And that's overwhelming. So the crate is outside of the bedroom right now. No, well, we're sleeping. (laughs) Oh, you put the crate. The crate with you guys. The crate is on two coffee tables that we put together. Yeah. Facing the bed. Okay. Yeah. So she can see us at night. She doesn't cry at night, which is great. So this really is something where like you're delaying having kids or is this delaying marriage? Like, what are we talking here? Like, why would you? Loaded question. (laughs) I needed my lawyer here to start discussing those terms. Um, talk to me about training. I know that we're coming back to running right now. Um, what's been going on? I have just been running easy for the past three weeks. I hit a whopping 21 miles two weeks ago. Last week I hit 42. This week I'm on track for probably like 55 and it's all been easy runs. Just like started that 20 to 30 minutes, 30 to 50. And then this week we're getting up to 60. So Drew and I did a 60 minute run. Mm -hmm. 10 by 20 second strides, 40 minutes in, and we hit nine miles. Is that typically what your build up back to running looks like? No, no. I, I took like a full two weeks off this time around just because starting, I mean, we got, Joan and I got into it pretty quick last year. Like my second week was like 75 last year. So I was. Because you're indestructible. Yeah, allegedly. Because um, <laughs> I just like. One PRP in the adductor yeah, and that you're just in, indestructible adductor and the pubic <laughs> synthesis let us not forget um that's the emotional uh fortitude not you know the adductors the physical fortitude um but yeah i mean joan told me at the beginning of the season we're gonna take it super slow to get back and we're not gonna worry about like trying to run 5k champs we're not gonna worry about running any like november races like december for fit maybe but to be honest it's just all in for us cross so yeah i mean it's a big year and it's gonna be a long year so I think that's the right approach to do this year where you can get fancy during the fall um, and do those half marathons or there's a lot of other races out there. You know, there's that early BU race that I think you were alluding to. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like, yeah, you want to do it. You want to constantly be racing. But if you're thinking long term, definitely, I think the slow build is the way to go. And I'm definitely in the same boat right now where I feel like I'm more forced to go slower than I wanted to. Um, I definitely still had aspirations to like run cross country this year also to go over to Europe and uh, run at the German championships and the European cross champs. But I think with recently getting double PRP injections in both my Achilles, um, that was fun. That's Um Has just kind of like forced me to like pump the brakes and be more patient with coming back to running and just trying to set the world on fire right away. Yeah. Uh, so I'm definitely in a bit of limbo right now. 
where I don't know how much I can push after PRP. I don't think there's any like clear answers out there on how much time you should take off. And, you know, there's some doctors where, um, that say like motion is lotion. Um, and that's certainly what all runners want to hear is that they, you want to go and move around and I've been picking up cycling a little bit. So that's mm-hmm. been fun. Um, what's your bike? I have a Cannondale bike. Thank you. Massimo shout out, uh, for hooking that up. Um, is that a good bike? Yes. Yeah, Sam's that a good bike. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So those of you now watching uh, on YouTube, uh, our uh, editor who's going to make all the clips for season two is Sam Teller, and he is a triathlete. Um, stud. Stud. Should, should he knows all the bike stuff. He was, he was tuning on my bike earlier this week, so thank you, Sam Teller, for that and for helping us out with this pod. All right, season two of the Tin Talk pod is brought to you by Pillar Performance. It is a company that I have been using and endorsing now for the past year. I've been using it for muscle recovery and mainly for my sleep. It is high potency magnesium glycinate and it's delicious. And you can use the code TINTALK for 15% off your order at thefeed.com if you're in the US or at pillarperformance.shop. Use the code TINTALK for 15% off. This is a game-changing supplement that I've been using. It relaxes you, it gets the muscles recovered, and it is all around one of the best micronutrition products on the market. Uh, It is used by triathletes, gold medalists. It is cutting edge. I have the powder right here. The berry flavor is delicious. If you are struggling with sleep and you don't feel like you're getting the most bang out of your buck in training, I definitely recommend trying Killer Performance and upping your running game today. But I wanted to focus today and this podcast just on, I first was thinking about framing this question in a way where it was like advice we wish we would have known when we first started. But in reality, I think these questions, at least when I started making them, is more so stuff that I've learned along the way from the start of my running career from high school to college to now professionally and little tidbits that I think that will help any listener out there. And I also made Joey come up with five things also today that he came up with about five minutes ago, but I'm sure there was a lot of good um, thought and intention put behind them. Joe, you want to kick us off with your first tip and trick? No, you kick us off. (laughs) Okay. Um, We're starting off pretty soft here, but I think that Something that I think that is worth any runner to do is do doing five to 10 minutes of activation before you run. Is that what you had? No. Okay, good. Um, I think just taking the time, doing some drills, doing some glute bridges, whatever it is that you need to get moving before you just start running, it's going to make that run infinitely better. It's, you're going to feel better during it. You're going to thank yourself long-term, especially how I can feel where my body goes now when I just go out the door instead of checking the hips, you know, and getting things right and getting things moving. I know Doug Adams at Run um, Run DNA has me doing like a full kind of like drill routine to work on our form before the run. So that is my first tip. All right, Joey. I kind of went more like a chronological order because that's kind of how I took it from what you described. So I like literally like middle school tip, high school tip, college tip, you know, tip. Middle school, if you want to be good and want to break five minutes on the mile, you actually have to run more than twice a week. 
That's my middle school one. All right, what's next? High school. Stop wearing compression shorts underneath your running shorts. <laughs> I learned that like day one of college. They were like, what are you doing? Did you really show up to first day of college with compression I think I like fought it for like a month and a half. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I'm actually going to try and not wearing compression shorts underneath my shorts. High school, like there's all like freshman through junior year. It's like knee leg compression shorts, like mm-hmm. during races and stuff. And that just wasn't the vibe. Yeah. I mean, I still show up to practice with basketball shorts on like over my half tights or my running shorts. Um, it's just what I feel comfortable in. I feel weird getting into a car wearing either just half tights or just short shorts. Maybe I'm not a purist runner because of that. Um, but when you're running, you're actually just, I take off the basketball shorts before my run, but yeah, I, uh, I can't believe it took you that long to figure that out long. Well, I wore like shorter compression shorts. It was like more or less just underwear. I'm trying to think of like, I think I was pretty, I think I embraced like short shorts in high school pretty well. Like I had some like good running influence people on my team that showed me the ropes pretty early on. So I didn't go to college. Um, I did show up to college though with kind of like the Nike cross regional shirt and stuff. And Matt Sonnenfeld, Ryan Hill and the seniors really gave me shit yeah. that really quickly. Yeah. Like, oh, sick dude. You must be really good at running. You ran at, NXN, that's awesome, man. See, back in the day, none of us at Santa Clara uh, five <laughs> any races like that. So. so so if a kid did come to practice with that, it actually would have been like, oh, hang. They would have meant it. Like, like oh, oh wow, he's really good. You are really good at running. <laughs> um, all right, my second one, and I still try to remind myself this one to this day, is do what excites you. And that is very broad, but I think it's really important when it comes to getting out the door every day. I know that's something I feel like I get this question a lot um, on Instagram and people ask me it um, is when you're struggling to get out the door. I think it's really important to remember in this sport, you don't have to just do one thing all the time or do the same run from your house or the same run from your school. Go out run in a new place, do could be with the run with the person you want to run with. Like if there is a girl you're crushing on or a guy like on the team, go run with him or her, you know, like go to a place that you want to go, like take the extra 30 minutes and go where you want. Um, if you're injured, if you're feeling really down and you feel like, um, getting on a cross training bike today is going to just be the most miserable hour of your life. Don't do it. You don't have to cross train every single day when you're injured. Like right now, there's certain days where I have a ton of energy and excitement to get on the cycling bike. And if it's better to go to the pool with your friend and then get in the sauna after at the local rec center, do that instead. Um, there's You always have options. And also with racing, do what excites you. I think the best races that I've ever run have been the races that I've been excited about doing. And like, for example, at the end of this year, at the end of the Europe circuit that we got to spend together, um, I had a race lined up in Italy in a 3K. You know, Grant Fisher ended up running something ridiculous. I forget what it was. Like 25. 725. It was a great race. Probably should have stuck with that plan and just ran that one race. But instead, um, I was more excited about the potential of meeting up with Joey in this small little rinky-dink town in Germany. Shout out Funkstadt. Funkstadt. Uh, <laughs> uh, which is very close to where my family is from. And they all got to drive down and watch me race a mile. And I ended up setting a PB, um, which I really didn't expect at the time because 
as you can probably figure out from the double PRP, I was in quite a bad place at the end of this season, but it was important for me to still find that excitement with racing. If I was going to race, I better have been excited about it because that's such a key component. Um, and it's so important to have that excitement there. So don't forget to do what excites you and try your best to not fall into the trap of feeling like you're forced to go somewhere or run with some person or whatever, all those things I just said, you don't have to do all those things and really maybe take a step back. If you are miserable running, try to change things up and figure out what are those things that do excite you. All right. You're spreading, the, you're spreading the good word, my dude. You are, you got some good You stuff. know, I spent like an extra hour on this beforehand that you might have, so. Yeah, I, I think I might get you beat on this, I but bet, maybe you'll get some redemption on the bingo board. No, I, I will. Mine just get deeper and deeper and deeper. I just, well, my, mine obviously starts off light and it gets funnier. <laughs> hey, I started off with activation. It gets funny and then it gets deep, so bear with me here. And All right. This, be, this could be controversial. I don't know. We may have to cut this, Tanner. <laughs> for, for college. If you want to be a good runner in college, good luck finding a girlfriend. Yeah. Unless, I, unless they are on the team. <laughs> I had such a bad like mentality in college with this. Um, and I feel so bad now looking back at some of like the underclassmen that I would give shit for. And it was probably just my own insecurity of not having a girlfriend throughout college. Um, was being like, oh, what are you going to do after a bad race? Go and like cry to your girlfriend? Like, it's like, hey, at the end of the night, like, you still get to go on a date tomorrow and then yeah. this girl in your life. You yeah, know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said it just like that. Um, Have fun on your ice cream date with your girlfriend after this ice cream. You ran horrible. I, like, distinctly remember this one poor underclassman on our team. It was after the Notre Dame, I guess, the Joe Payne invitation. Joe, it's like yeah, one, yeah. Joe, yeah, one of these big uh, opening invitations running. And we just ran off, like, we got beat by Bradley, who, sorry, anyone from Bradley watching, I didn't even know it was like a D1 school before mm-hmm. getting my getting our asses kicked by them. Um, and uh, I was so mad. Like, I was like, we lost to fucking Bradley. Are you kidding me? Like, I was like laying into the guys on the team in the tent. Like, what are we doing? Is this what the season's going to be, you know? And then just there was this one kid in the bus. I remember he was sitting with his girlfriend, and I remember like being like, oh, great, like, Wow, the story really makes me sound like a dick. Right? Uh, it's a good story. <laughs> but I remember just saying like, oh, great. Like, glad you've moved on already. Yeah. Like, you're not even thinking about the race anymore like because you're with her now, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't have to, you, you can, I've learned very quickly now having a girlfriend that you can run fast and have a girlfriend. Oh, I was talking more of the fact that like, I had horrible social skills for like how much I don't care about into running. Yeah. I went out, I think my fifth year I went out like once yeah. in season. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, the 11 out of 12 months of the year that were, you know, or the 10 out of the 11 months that we're going to school, I went out once, you know, Dang. and I struck out so many <laughs> times. <laughs> I was coach guy. If you're watching, I, I couldn't, I forgot like how like, rusty i got when it came to just like being able to socialize in general not even with girls just like i'd like go hang out with some frat guys i'm like i am out of my element <laughs> i'm i i can't be here so you really do in college get trapped almost trapped into just like hanging out with the boys it's hanging out with the guys you know and you lean into that because that team camaraderie and everything is so important in college um 
we had a karaoke night that was like a big thing on our team starting my junior year and we stopped inviting the girls team because we just wanted to hang out with the you just <laughs> wanted to do karaoke <laughs> with the boys <laughs> you were just trying to impress each other you're Shania Twain it was the whole thing. yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was awesome best best days I best days I've ever had my uh girlfriend I had in high school nice yeah thank you um broke up with me and I remember she said one of the reasons she broke out with me, she was like, yeah, you just care too much about running. So uh, this is now my therapy session to now realize that's probably why in college I was so hard on other people having girlfriends. Right, yeah. Because that just broke me. Mm-hmm. Because it was yeah, like, it was like, what? I'm not, what? Like, what do you mean? I can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I couldn't cope with the idea that like she wasn't okay with me liking running this mm-hmm. much. Um, but looking back on it, I cannot believe I didn't just like take a chill film and be like, there's more in this life than just, you know, no. being all state. I really don't. <laughs> it is. Yeah. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. All right. Yours are way more fun than mine. This is a good bet. I, I got, I got two good ones coming up. Okay. All right. Um, my third one is, I, this is a little bit too much like the last one, but it has a different message. Uh, Break through your own script. Um, and I think a lot of runners typecast themselves as certain types where it's like you're just a distance runner and you can only run a 10K. And that's the only thing they do because they just tell themselves they don't have a kick. Um, or they're just cross-country guys and they're not you know, fast enough for the track. And I think that, or you can't run a mile because you're a 5K guy. You know, like I feel like runners typecast or you're just a steeplechaser. One more time um, for us, please. <laughs> uh, I feel like the best runners in the world, you look at what they do and the scope of what they do is they are never typecasting themselves as this one person, as this one type of runner. They're constantly trying to break the script of what their best event is. And I'll even take Jakob as even the most extreme example where he knows, as he said in interviews before, that the 5K is his best event. Mm -hmm. Like he trains for a 5K. Clearly, the fact that he can win worlds in the 5K two years back to back now um, after having three 1500 meters in his legs Mm -hmm. uh, and a 5K is a great example of it where, and the same thing, he'll run European cross and, um, Safan Hassan uh, running, going up to the marathon, even though she's great at track, you know, there's all these examples and I'll speak towards my own story with this is that in college, I just somehow along the way convinced myself that I was a 10 K guy and that 10 K was my best shot at making nationals. And it was my best shot at scoring points at ACCs. Um, and I just kind of abandoned the idea that I could have a really good kick or I could be a miler. And now I ran 354 in the mile this past year and I've completely flipped that script. And I wish I would have in college and even in high school, not just typecast myself as a strength guy that I did have wheels. And I think it starts by um, telling yourself that, but also practicing it and opening yourself up to running that race is not like actually go out and run a mile, even if you are a 10K guy, because guess what? Running that mile is going to help your confidence in the 10K so damn much. So break through your own script and don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone and run a shorter distance or up in distance. Like I know I would love to run a half marathon 
at some point, I don't know when it's going to be the right time, but I want to prove that I have that range. Mm -hmm. If you run the dream mile in high school, you have wheels. I don't know what you're on about. I, I paced the dream mile. I paced uh, Ed Ezrek in uh, the dream mile. Thank you so much. That means you have a lot to talk about today. Um, it was me, Craig Nowak, Craig Ingalls. Uh, do, you, do you remember who won that year of the dream mile? The year before. I see you year. I couldn't tell you. No, I'll give you a hint. Ninja headband. Yeah, Bernie Montoya. Bernie Montoya. I miss that guy. Legend. Shout out Bernie Montoya. Shout out Bernie Montoya. Um, that dude was untouchable. I remember my coach when I was there to pace, like looked at me. It was like, hey, look at that guy. See, see that guy right there? And he was just like doing drills. And he was so serious. And <laughs> he was a robot. Um, and we met, we saw him yeah. in Arizona um, when we went for like Drew's like 3K against. Oh, yeah. Leagues, um, during COVID. Uh and I got to tell him, like, dude, you were the man in high school. Yeah. Like, you were the guy. I'm sure he like, loved to hear that. Before Simeon, all these other guys. For me, it was Bernie Montoya. Bernie Montoya. Um, I guess it was Edward Chesrack. I got to give Ches's due. Like, he was untouchable. But anyway, um, yeah, break through your script, man. Break through the script. The typecast. That's a new word. I'm going to have to look that up to make sure you use that. I hope I use that. Right. <laughs> I think typecasting is when there's like an actor that just is the same. Oh, it's like, yeah. like, like, okay. Will Fair, like Adam Sandler, yeah. just doing his same. Like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Like that's just a cut and paste character just with like different, yeah, like timelines. So like be like Daniel Radcliffe. Like you don't have to be a wizard in every movie. Like exactly. Break the exactly. exactly. Yeah. You, you don't have to be Harry Potter. My next one. So this, I, I invite your friends to invite your friends. <laughs> This will be airing next Wednesday. <laughs> I did I did two for professional, um, and these are a bit more sentimental. First one is beginning as a pro. One thing I wish I knew was just like stay on your path. Like there's no need to like try and overreach or try and be anybody else than who you are. Um, and I guess that's like super important because I was just overtraining for three or four years straight, just selling my soul every single day to be with you guys, and that was great. Like I think I learned a lot from from it but like at the same time like it really did break me like my adductor injury was gnarly like it really had like me like take a step back it's like how do you want to train like especially as coach hunter came into the fold like um as our coach she was like you're training so hard like you can't be doing all these workouts with what you were sam and reed and connor because it's like you're just gonna hurt yourself you're like you're gonna keep hurting yourself so she really held me back and that's when i actually started running well was when i just like kind of really focused on myself. Didn't worry about what you guys were doing. Like, didn't worry about how fast you guys were doing or how fast you guys were running. It was really just like, just run your pace. Like, if anything, other train a little bit and you'll you'll be fine. And I ended up running so much faster because of it. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, sticking to your guns is a huge thing and that comes with insecurity, right? Mm -hmm. Because you were insecure. For sure, right. Yeah. And you were pushing yourself more. And I think that's a classic thing that in college you see all the time with runners. In high school, you see it all the time. It's like, you're insecure about, and this is actually potentially um this is actually going to be my last one segue. Same. i'm gonna skip it because i think this is a really good segue into one of my tips um and i think i wrote this poorly um but this one is very relevant to me right now and it's something that i'm telling myself and we had a big kickoff team meeting last night where i like touched on it a little bit um so i hope i say this all right um Success is pursuing something that you will probably fail at. Like that is how I define being successful is if you are doing something and you are in the pursuit of something that you're probably going to fail at, that it is something so hard and that goal is so high 
that you put yourself in a place that you are going to have to climb that, you know, and you're going to have to work that hard to get to that place. Mm -hmm. That is you being successful is because no matter, even if you fall short, the path that you're going to take to get to that goal and to get to that mountaintop is the success part. Mm -hmm. And if you actually make it to that goal, that's just the cherry on top. Right. Yeah. Like that's not the actual cake that you're eating, you know? Um, and I think the failure is only occurs when you, when fear takes over and it's not even worth trying to get to that goal or to get to that dream that you have. And that's something that right now is extremely frightening for me. Like I have a fear of failing at, to make the Olympic games. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for maybe some new listeners, like in 2021, I tore my calf at the trials um, and missed out on running in those Olympics. And this past year at Worlds, I was literally like, I think Henrik Ingebrigtsen was the only guy behind me mm -hmm. to get into Worlds this year. Yeah. Like it is going to be so close on whether I make it or not this year. Even if I run a phenomenal lights out year, it is going to be that close because of everyone upping their game and so many runners having that goal and that dream in mind that are going to up their game and do whatever it takes to get that yeah. goal. Um, so the advice here is don't lose sight um, that you setting that goal and you setting that bar that high and you being totally willing to dive headfirst into that, that is winning. That is the success right there. Um, and to not lose sight of that mm -hmm. when those moments of fear come in of failure and all those moments, because I think back at, um, and I had a really honest discussion with the coaches about this, where, um, in high school, one of my biggest dreams and goals was, uh, to break the mile state record. I was obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, it was Brian Skodowski's record in Delaware and it was, uh, 4.11, I think it was. And I ran 412 three times and I was so close to doing it. And I thought I was such a failure when I graduated high school and I didn't accomplish that dream. And then in college, my one big dream was to be a cross country All-American. <laughs> and I was 52nd, you know, like in the 50 to 60s, three times. Yeah. And I was just, and anyone that knows that a few seconds mm -hmm. right because there's so many guys in that bubble mm -hmm. where all of a sudden there's 50 guys that come in within this five seconds yeah uh, of the race and i just miss out on that and that was my one big goal and my dream and i think that and now professionally my one big dream is is now the olympics um and it's scary to have those past experiences but when i really think about it everything that i set myself out to whether it was in high school to do that mile or in college to be that All-American, everything that I did, the work I put in and all the other things I accomplished that I never dreamed I was going to accomplish along that journey of that big dream, that was where the success came. Mm -hmm. So I know if I lean into that this next year. So this is advice for myself that I'm saying out loud to everyone um, is that I am not going to be scared of going headfirst into this dream um, in all, because I know that's where the success is, is in the pursuit. Yeah. I was saying this to somebody else today. It was like, if, you know, 15 year old me knew how far like I've gotten mm -hmm. in my running career, they would be stoked. Right. Oh my God. Like yeah. so stoked. That's like Noah Dravi's like one of my favorite quotes is like, 
you're playing with house money. Yeah, you know, exactly. and anybody will never look at that. Where it's like you're running in college now, and when in high school, if you were to say mm -hmm. you were going to be running in college, you would have said, "Let me get that." Mm -hmm. But yeah. now you're thinking, now you're a professional, and now you're thinking, if I don't, you know, place well in the final at the U.S. trials this mm -hmm. year, I'm not the runner I should be. Right. Yeah. You know. But in reality, I never thought I'd make it in the first place. Exactly. Or never, you know. But I guess that's like, and that's exactly what I mean, the success and the pursuit. Sure. That's the success part. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the fact that we've, so not, we decided that. The Sorry. fact that we've gotten this far is like huge, you know, like not many people are capable of doing this and we are in such a bubble that it's, you know, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And I guess that segues into my last one, which is the advice I'm telling myself now, just as you're telling yourself advice is just cherish these moments no matter what. Like it's, uh, That's a great it's so important just to like really be able to take in those moments that you're doing something that you weren't really sure you were going to be able to do. And especially for me, it's like, I'm thinking about trying to qualify for a world cross country team and like run as fast as I can in Olympic trials final. Like my goal, like when I started running professionally was just to make the Olympic trials, you know, mm -hmm. and like that shit, like I was like, I might be able to do this. That is my Olympics is to make the Olympic trials. Now I'm thinking like I'm going to make that final and I'm going to gun for top three. Like it's crazy to think, you know, and, mm -hmm. but it's super important just to be able to like live within those moments of like, you're actually doing it. Like, you know, 15 year old, you're like 15 year old, you even like fifth year of college, me would be so stoked about it, you know? So I think that's super important. It's like, don't be afraid to take a step back. And I think I may have told you that either last year or this year going to the world's like, dude, just take it in for a second. Mm -hmm. Like, it was something one of my uh, cross country coaches like gave me great advice when I was going to the, the state cross country meet for the first time my senior year of high school. He's like, stand on the starting line when you're there and just take it in for a second before the gun goes off. Like you'll never have that moment again, like in that space. So just really taking in that moment. I still remember it to this day as something that was being, you know, super cool. And then I ran last shit. So <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's such a great one. And especially I think that is one of those things where it's like, you never appreciate it until it's about to be over. For sure. Yeah. Right. You know, like in college, you finally realize how special it is to sit in that dining hall with all your freshmen every day or walk down those uh, for NC State. I remember you had to walk down these huge long steps to get down to the track and walking down those steps every day. You'd be dead tired, but you'd be walking with someone else or in some cases sprinting to get there on time to practice uh, with someone else. Um, and it's just those small things. Like I miss those steps. Yeah. You know, I miss that walk down to practice. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, same thing. Like I'd give anything to be in another huddle, um, with those same, you know, boys at Tattnall High School, you know, and like bring it all in and yell as loud as I can. So everywhere sure. else at that cross country is could hear us. Yeah. You know? Um, I'd kill for a lot of those moments again. Mm -hmm. So definitely, uh, don't wait until your senior year, uh, or after your marathon or whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm to take a step back and appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Um, my last one is spend time with your mind. Um, I'm going to keep this one short and sweet, but it is as simple as if you are willing to put in the work, all the miles in the weight room, the core, if you're willing to put yourself through the stresses and the anxiety of putting yourself on a starting line where it's just you versus you, you better also be able to be willing to spend a little bit of time with your mind in order to pre prepare yourself for the moment when it matters most. And whether that's with meditation, whether that's just a walk by yourself, 
whatever it is, it is going to help you so, so much. And I wish I would have started that earlier in my running career where I visualized my races before I ran them. Uh, just in case, I mean, you got to imagine that when Kobe Bryant was playing, that he lived those final shots, those clutch moments over and over and over again at pr in, in practice when he was shooting by himself in the gym. And the same thing that when you're working out, practice being relaxed, practice the form you want, you know, be in touch with your mind so it doesn't slow you down when it matters most. Um, and one of those ways you can is seeking help, whether it's working one-on-one -on -one with, with your coach. Um, I am going to start working with the sports therapist this next year um, in order to walk through these races and these anxieties that I have in the sport. Um, and I implore anybody else to go out and seek those resources, whether it's at the schools that you are in, currently uh or if it's for outside help there's always people that are being that are going to be willing to help um so spend time with your mind is the last little bit of advice um anything else you got before well, we will that was a good one i like ending on that all right um i hope you guys took something from that all right so we're going to do this uh next segment um wanted to have a little fun with this one do a little recap of this past year and things we didn't have on our 2023 bingo board. So basically we both thought about things that we did not expect that did happen this year. And we'll see who has the better bingo board um, at the end. You'll be the judge. Comment below who had the better bingo board. Joe, you want to kick us off? I got a good one. I'm starting with my heavy hitters first, just because I don't want you to take them before. I'm starting with my funniest ones. <laughs> 2023 bingo card that I did not expect, or things I did not have in my bingo card. High schoolers getting a pro contract before I do. Six kids signed with New Balance. I'm like, like what? If I, I wanted New Balance. All these kids signing with like on. I was like, there's gonna be like no money left for like any actual <laughs> pro runner to sign a deal. Like if you're out of college, you're too old at this point. Like yeah. so. Yeah, didn't didn't have that on there. That that is a good one. <laughs> um, so is it the same as NLI? It's NIL, yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's for the high schoolers. It's the same, same thing. thing. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Go for that. Did not realize that. Um, my first one was uh, Ali Ostrander doping band. <laughs> um, poor girl. Like, if anyone who doesn't know the story, um, I guess took some sort of medication, you know, for, for skin. Um, and it was a banned substance and it was just something that I just saw the news come up and it was just the most out of left field thing I could have never imagined happening this year. Um, and I just think it is just such a situation for her, obviously, but. And it seems like there was like relatively no scrutiny at all for it, which no, super everyone knew that it was like, this is girl shit, like, you know, yeah, that's, that would have sucked. Like, talk about not deserving hate for just something. I thought it was like a prank when I saw it. Like when someone said it in like a group chat or something, I was just, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess uh, on the same wavelength, uh, I didn't expect a high schooler to get popped for doping. What? A the oh the sprinter, old oh, right. record holder, that's got popped right. or like. A gnarly, yeah. I remember looking that up. I guess he's still going through the process of like refuting it. Still, I I looked it up. Like, 
20 minutes ago, the yeah. drug that he got popped for was like supposed to be used for like, like cardiovascular like medication at first. Yeah. And it was tested on animals and they stopped testing on animals because it was causing cancer. And the was this a kid? 17, 18. Oh, like whoever was the coach of this kid who gave him that, assuming that's what happened. Yeah. Um, it has got to be banned for life. I hope so. Like, well, I, I don't know. Can, nuts. Quick segue. Kids at my, like, I went to a really big, like, high school for football. Yeah. The kids on my, like, high school football team were taking steroids. Jeez. Yeah. It's gnarly, man. Like, cutthroat shit. Like, you get, like, these kids were, like, trying to go D1, get a scholarship. Yeah. Not the good ones. The good ones weren't taking steroids. Yeah. The bad ones were. <laughs> okay. So, this is all, my next one uh, also has to do with some Dobie Dan stuff, but... Um, I'm going to lump these two together, um, was Shelby Houlihan, world record holder, 2023, Hobbs Kessler, world champion and world record holder. Yes. <laughs> no, that's not a doping ban. No, the Hobbs Kessler one is not. Shelby Houlihan setting a world record in 2023 is not something I had on my bingo board or Hobbs Kessler being a world champion, world record holder, nonetheless. Um, so we had two new world record holders this year. For context, uh, Hobbs Kessler set the world record in the mile at the Road Mile World Championships in Latvia this year. And Shelby Houlihan ran the women's beer mile world record this year. So congratulations to both of them. Yeah, I will say Hobbs was on mine. I said Hobbs Kessler ran a world champ title. But I did say that is on my 2025 to 2020, 2030 bingo cards. I was thinking about that, was that we the next segment we should do is also things we have on our 2024 bingo card. Maybe next but episode. Maybe next episode. Lots of pushback, Antonio, for another week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shout out Hobbs. I hung out with him in Croatia, good about him. Nice. He was so fun. To Poor play. guy. Who would have thought he went from being in the B-Heat in Zagreb, Croatia, in 800 to a world record. Now, Ford Kitch shows up to Zagreb and like this gold label meet, and he's just still jet lagged after being in Europe for like two months. I love looking at the start, like all the star lists to see who else is running. And I see Hobbs at the hotel and I didn't see his name on the star list. So I was like, yeah. Hobbs, what are you running? He's at yeah. the 100. I was like, you're not on the star list. Yeah. And he was just like, oh no, I got a message. Well, that's his right agent. Oh man, good kid. Made a fortune in physics. Um, Next one. Uh, Nike Mayfly re concept revamp. Who would have thought that you that another brand would make a single use shoe? Oh, it took me a second. I was like, Nike May yeah, Audios Pro Three Evo. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, I never thought after because for context, Nike Mayfly. This came out like maybe my I had a pair my freshman year in college. So one kid on my team had a pair. It only lasted. It was a racing flat that lasted you like 50k. Yeah, and that was it. So you couldn't wear it for very long. Maybe a couple workouts and a race, and that was it. And then you had to throw them away. I was like, that's the biggest waste of. I got a pair just to like walk around it. Yeah, they were like really cool out of like a Nike Spike Bus. They really wrote it yeah. out of like a Nike that's race, sick. and I was like, I need these. I never thought like another shoe would be made quite like that. But yeah. shout out Adidas. Because one, they're our sponsor, and two, a world record. No, Bears Performance is our sponsor, but <laughs> a sponsor for the team. They give me stuff. I just got my distro yesterday. It's fantastic. Um, that sick jacket, rain jacket. Um, but also the world record and the women's marathon. Hopefully, we get our hands on a pair. 
I hope so. I've been seeing way too many uh, running influencers have a pair before me, and that's just getting me up. I'll worry about the pain, Jordan, invite. Collector, collector sent me another video of a running influencer having a pair, and I was just like, what? Yeah, how sure. did they get a pair? He bought. How did they get a pair? But how could you buy a pair? They had like 300 available for the launch. They were definitely seated a pair. That sucks. Um, anyway, that's my beef with Adidas right now. Come on, get us those shoes. Get us uh, those. So I can do one workout a week in them right. um, and get canceled for it. Um, all right. Uh, Noel Lyles beefing with Drake. Uh, his plan next that's one on my one. bingo board is, uh, you know, way to go, Noel Lyles, for getting the world to give a shit about running. Uh, for a little bit at least for a little bit for a little bit and all it took was to just go after another sport uh and specifically basketball if for those that don't know noah lyles basically said world champion world champion of what um what are you guys celebrating after winning football and basketball titles if it's just played in america and drake ended up responding i don't i wish i would have wrote exactly what he said um but he basically just called him an idiot and was like you're out of pocket for this um i can't believe drake even has like i would say in anything sports anymore well that's what noah like responded to him is he was like drake get out of here yeah like, what do you have enough what do you stop trying to like yeah like hang on the coattails of like actual like nba players yeah exactly have you seen that uh picture of like drake uh it always cracks me up where he's like with the kentucky basketball team with like john wall yeah and he's in, like the full kid <laughs> like sitting in like the room and like john calipari is like giving him a speech I, I, I texted he's like yo drake really thinks he's about to get some playing time here <laughs> oh i also love the drake curse which you almost became a part no. of on twitter all your predictions for worlds on twitter up until maybe the Whoa. loss yeah yeah they were like they're like there's no way Safan's losing this race yeah. and she fell yeah i definitely had a little bit of curse here um i'm glad i could redeem myself with the chicago marathon prediction yeah those were good as i um yeah, I really jinxed a lot of people at World. All the world, yeah, having objectively fun. One of the things I have on my 2024 bingo board, not to segue if you have any more, okay. um, but I I was gassing up and I I'm gonna butcher his name, Niels Loris, the kid from the Netherlands, Lero. Laros, Laros, um, Olympic medal lock that in. I think so that's on my 2024 bingo board. I think the kid just is Scott. I think he's gonna make. Just another huge jump mm -hmm. to the point where he's toe to toe with the Moketeers of the world, which are medalists. Um, so yeah, just see a 1500. I could see him even being in a 5K next year. Like I don't think he will, but I mean, the kid's range is unreal. If the, for those of you that don't know, there's this kid from the Netherlands who, sh and if you don't know him, you should know him. He made the final this year, the 1500. Um, he just has incredible range and he's run now like 330 in the 1500 yeah. and every single prelim and then the semifinal and the final i kept thinking okay he's in perfect position early um but surely because he's working so hard to be in that great position yeah. he's gonna blow up the last hundred and then he would have gears yeah over the last like he's just uh, every 50 meters like game sir with 350 to go and he was right there this year and now he has that experience Maybe the expectation will get to him, but I hope not. I think he's a stud, so that's on my 2024 video board. But what else do you got? I'll share us into the first part of this podcast where we say, you know, be more, you know, take care of your mental side, cherish it. Yes. Like, that's how he's yes. going to win a medal. Exactly. Shout out.
if he takes some of the advice, maybe like if he starts activate, maybe he doesn't even activate before runs because I didn't start activating before runs until I was in my twenties. I still did. And this kid's still like 18 years old. Yeah. So. A lot of life out of him. <laughs> Shout out Niels Laros. Is it Niels? Is it, I'm going to feel so bad if we butchered that name. Can you look it up for us so we do him justice? We, we got to wrap this up. We're all right. All right. Well, um, I'll end on a, on a light note. I, my, uh, something I didn't expect. I not going to end on a light note over mine. 2023 <laughs> bingo card. I never expected Grant Fisher to wear a speed suit in a race. Nice. That's out of blood. <laughs> just, I'm glad that's what that thing you're wearing. Grand Fisher wearing a speed suit is my Roman Empire. <laughs> he looks good in a speed suit. Yeah, he does. I mean, he, I mean he's got like nice complexion, uh, good muscle tone. It's a good in the head. And look, it is run, he's run super fast both times. Yeah. He wore it in Italy in Rovereto where he won. And that's what it was. He ran 725 in UG. Imagine if he would have ran in a speed suit when he was going after the American record in the 5K outdoors. How much faster he could have ran? World record probably. Shout out Grant Fisher. Yeah. Jesus. So it drowned. Well, my last one was a picture of Jake Robertson with an AK-47. <laughs> uh did not expect that one. I uh, He got caught for doping and then has just spiraled, and it's a very sad story. But seeing that picture. Yeah. Uh, or maybe he wasn't. It was a picture with the gun in his hand. Yeah. Um, it was just edited um, to have a picture of the gun that he was found in possession of. But, yeah, very sad story there. Did not expect that. No. Um, the last one I have, or I have a few more, so I'm just going to rattle them off. Um, obvious, Jakob losing to another Scottish runner in the 1500 meters this year. Did not expect that. Um, did you hear this story about like the Indian doping thing? That they've been? <laughs> oh my God. This is a crazy, crazy story that I feel like got kind of swept under the rug in the yeah. media world. Uh, basically what happened is there was kind of like this state championships of some type. I don't think it was the national championships, like some like a regional level, maybe that, um, where all of a sudden, like, uh, a doping agent decided to show up for it and test the athletes that like won these races and everyone except one runner ended up starting the hundred meter Mm -hmm. men's final. Yep. And the woman's steeplechase final, the runner finished. And she kept running out of the stadium to evade a drug testing. This is a real story that happened in our sport. And how Netflix isn't making a movie about this specific thing that happened is beyond me. Did you see the video of the bathroom? No. There was like, there's there's a follow-up to it. There's a video of like the bathroom. And I don't know if it was like the day of the race. It's just like, like lot that. Or, the pre- <laughs> or it was like the pre-meet. Yeah. Like somebody went into the bathroom in the stadium and there's needles everywhere. No way. Riddled with needles. That is yeah. this next level, yeah. Just an expose that Black Mirror. Holy crap! It was, it was insane. Yeah. But eventually they did catch the woman. Imagine having the audacity to like see a doping agent and just keep running like, as if you're a streaker. Yeah. Out of the stand. Well, I don't know if she knows, but that's an automatic. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. There. There was one time, and there. You know, we we're we're over. I can't tell the story. Um. Uh, yeah, that's a crazy story. Um, and then I had Justin Knight to Bowerman. Just did not see that one coming. Um, good for him. I really hope he makes a resurrection. You got any more? Kipchoge losing a marathon. 
That is a good one. Good joke. You're losing his world record. I um I did call that one. I didn't tweet it out, so it probably doesn't count. Uh, yeah. But I did remember talking to someone and thinking like, hey, he's not, like he can't be this untouchable. Yeah, true. And I have one more. Every human is limited. Um, there is a tire or some and limits. Boston Marathon is where you will find your limits. Shout out Hills. Yeah. <laughs> I have one more. And Hill, of course. Kim Toge. <laughs> Indeed. That's after that, I'm dead. <laughs> um, all right, I think that's it. Um, oh, I have one more to finish us off on. Um, this is a really big bingo board. Uh, I had both of us falling in the most important race of our year. Did not expect that one. Uh, Joey fell over the barrier at the U.S. trials this year, and I fell at the World Championships. Both with two laps to go. Both with two laps to go. Both absolutely ate it. Um, if you're lucky, you'll get an edit of the falls here and there. Uh, <laughs> just so we can relive them. Um, I'm really glad we got that bingo board thing out of the way this year. This was definitely the year to like have your big fall. You yeah. know, I'm like, we got out of the way, we got out of our system. So now we're just, it also happened in 2021 where I didn't make the trial. <laughs> well, we're, well now you're really clean, Yeah, like clean slate. You've done it twice now certainly you couldn't do it again in 2024 things we have on our 2024 bingo board not falling not the most important race of the year lock it in thank you so much for listening i really appreciate the time you guys put in if you're still listening to this ramble i really hope you guys have subscribed by now um we have a lot of great guests coming up this is our soft launch of season two and if you want to if you have any questions for us leave the comments below DM Joey or I, uh, or might DM another episode. Yeah, maybe co-host another episode. We'll okay. let the people decide. Let um, people decide. Once again, shout out for Pillar Performance uh, for sponsoring this podcast and getting us back up and running. Thank you so much, and I hope everyone's doing well and getting those miles in. 